Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. On the Dallas Stars tonight at Enterprise Center, six o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN, seven o'clock faceoff. We will have the action, as will Bally Sports, and our colleague, co-host of the Fast Lane, Jamie Rivers, will be on the uh, mic as the analyst for the Blues and the Stars tonight. Rivers joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Jamie. How are you? Good, Randy. I'm good. How was your holiday? It was outstanding. Thank you. I'm actually wearing a, a blue quarter zip pullover that I got from my sister for Christmas. So uh, it was all good. How about with your family? Uh, everything was great. We had a, a solid holiday and everybody was left uh, with smiles and hugs and happiness and everything was great. However, I do have one problem, Randy. Yes, one it is. Problem. Uh, I arrived to the station and for a number of years now, there would be a little package waiting for me with Randy Carriker's Christmas cookies. Oh. Uh, I did not get I did not get said package of cookies this year, and I'm trying to figure out if it's a me thing or it's a you thing, oh, Randy. Here's the thing: it's it's a road <laughs> thing, Rivs, because you were on the road. The Blues were in Florida, and I figured these cookies will be stale by the time Jamie Rivers gets them, and so it was. I. Uh, I did not dismiss you or our friendship. No, that had nothing to do with it. This was completely about the fact that you were on the road, and I didn't want you to think, man, his cookies suck this year. True, true, Randy. However, the thought would have meant a lot to me. I apologize. Oh, and you know what? They uh, were delicious, uh, Jamie, uh, so, by the Riz, way. here's the thing. Oh, thanks, Brooke. Just rub it in. <laughs> So uh, uh, th- there's a group of people here that I'm making carrot cake for. Would a carrot cake suffice? As a replacement. Oh, is it, is it the Traeger carrot cake, Randy? It, it is, Jamie. Oh, okay. We're best friends again. Okay, good. There you go. You, you will get it within the next week. Okay, <laughs> one other question. Did you beat the hell out of an 11-year-old yesterday? Yeah, Randy. All right, 100%. proud of you. Proud of you. That's my boy. Oh, my gosh. Now, the uh, in the gauntlet, in the Randy. gauntlet. You didn't, it wasn't fisticuffs. It was in the gauntlet. Oh, yeah, we should probably make sure we say that. Yeah, that's a good call by you. Veteran move, Randy. Um, yeah, so we had uh, my girlfriend, her son, Reed, is 11, and he is he's a little mega mind in the making. I'm telling you, he'll be a Randy character one day because he knows stuff that I'm like, how the hell does he know this stuff? And so we gave him a shot in the gauntlet, and unfortunately for Reed, it hit random, which does contain questions that it probably, well, most likely, or before he was even born. And 
So there was a little bit of an advantage to the house on that one. But at the same time, I felt like I couldn't lay off the throttle, Randy. Life isn't easy. These kids have to learn. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're saying. I mean, you got to teach them young, right? They, they have yeah, to learn I mean, how to handle adversity and that you're not going to cut them any slack. Yeah, and the fact that I had to sleep on the couch last night, you know what? I feel like I feel like the sacrifice was worth it. Oh man. Well, JB, we were talking about this earlier and I want to ask you about the Blues power play. Still has some work to do, but still the power play is 4 for 12 ever since the coaching change. And I know that with you being around the team, you're able to see firsthand they hired former NHL All-Star Brad Richards as a consultant for the Blues power play. Has he been a part of some of the change or at least the improvement we've seen on the Blues power play? Well, I'm sure he has. There's no doubt because, you know, he's been hovering around in the Florida trip. He was in Tampa, followed the team over to the Fort Lauderdale area and was present in both of those games at practices. But the thing with, you know, being a consultant for the most part is that's a lot of behind the scenes. You know, he's not on the ice, blowing a whistle, barking out what he thinks the power play should be doing. As a consultant, you're there to support the coaching staff offer a couple of things that you're seeing and then maybe help implement what's going on. But then ultimately it's the coaching staff that has to put it to practice with the players. So having Brad Richards is great because it's another set of eyeballs. I compared it to this yesterday when uh, Danny Mack and I were talking on the fast lane. I said, you know, you ever do those little spot the difference pictures where there's like Mm -hmm. spot 10 difference pictures and you get stuck on one and you're like, I can't find the 10th one. And then somebody just walks in the room and goes, oh, there it is. Boom. It's a fresh set of eyeballs that see something that you can't. And so that's what I compare the consulting job to when it comes to this power play is somebody who's just kind of hovering above everything, taking a look and then able to pick maybe one small thing to help improve the power play. And I just think they're putting the puck to the net a lot more. I think that this team is realizing that when you put pucks to the net, it creates a certain amount of chaos. I know from my standpoint, when I was killing penalties, Once that puck gets behind me as a defenseman and there's a loose puck and there's bodies, it's chaos. The goalie's trying to find the puck. We're trying to find the puck. We're trying to pick up sticks, move guys in front. The offensive team has the advantage. They have an extra guy on the ice. They get the puck. They move it quickly over. And that's usually where you see one of those empty net goals because chaos is happening in one area. Player fishes it out, passes it across, crease to the other guy wide open. It's in the back of the net. Hey, Riz, one of the things that Doug Armstrong said when he made the coaching change, and this is to paraphrase, he said, it's not as much about the wins and the losses as the way it looks. And in the next eight games the Blues play, six of them are against teams that are in the top 11 in the NHL. And I said this earlier, for me, it's more important that they look and compete look good and, and compete in these games than winning? Because I, do I expect them to beat Vancouver with the best record in the league or the Rangers with the second best record in the league or, or even Dallas with the fourth best record in the league? No, don't expect them. I, I think Dallas has more good players than the Blues do right now. But I do expect the Blues to compete. How do you look at this next section of eight games, a tenth of the season? Yeah, I certainly think it's a measuring stick. I think what it is, it's not a measuring stick as far as like, oh, can we compete for a Stanley Cup? No, for me, it's a measuring stick for Doug Armstrong whether to kind of gut it out with this, let the development continue, you know, keep inching along, or it's like, okay, we're nowhere close. We have to pivot here and do some things that maybe weren't in the plans originally because now we're way out of it and we're so far off the pace with teams that are ahead of us, meaning not, not so much in the standings, just what the team looks like overall, like conceptually to the Dallas Stars and to the Boston Bruins and some of these teams look that much better than us if, if they're 
head and shoulders better than us, then we're really not going to narrow the gap by just inching forward. We're going to have to do something drastic. So I do think there there is a certain level of, you know, evaluation that's going to happen through all this. But, Randy, the, the crazy thing about this Blues team is they're like bizarro teams sometimes, and they show up against the Colorados. They show up against the Dallas Stars. And like, look at this year. They've already beaten Dallas. They've beaten Colorado. They've beaten some good teams on their schedule, and then they've lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Chicago Blackhawks, the San Jose Sharks. So for, for me, it, it's tough sometimes to get a read with this team. But, yeah, the next bulk of games is going to be big tell. Well, Jamie, I want to ask you about I don't know if you've been paying attention much, but it's always exciting to see the future of the Blues with the World Juniors underway right now. Seven Blues prospects are a part of that. What does that say about the organization and the future that they have in front of them? Well, it says a lot. I can tell you that. You know, I played in that tournament and – um, just happened to win a gold medal. Randy didn't know if you knew that. But, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it, uh, it, it's a great opportunity for these players to continue to grow and play against the best under-20 players in the world. And so imagine that. The Blues have seven of the best under-20 players in the world. That's pretty awesome. You know, and, and you go back a number of years, I don't even know when the last time – this is definitely the most players the Blues have had in a World Junior Championship – and to do that while only having one season last year, we missed the playoffs. We can't talk about this season yet. We don't know. But if the Blues happen to limp into the playoffs this year, get in there as a wild card team, you'll have missed one playoff and at the same time added seven players that are playing in a World Junior Championship. It's a pretty incredible job from a group of scouts and an organization of finding great young talent. All right. Uh, Brooke? Well, just one quick one. Is there one player that you think the fans should keep their eye on that you think could possibly be coming to the Blues soon? Oh, man, it's so tough. Uh, you know, the two guys that jumped to the front of the class are Snuggerud and Dvorsky. And just watching those guys play, they are dominating where they're at. Snuggerud dominates at the collegiate level, and Dvorsky has absolutely put on a clinic in the OHL since coming over to North America. But again, those are still – that's two levels – below where the NHL is. You know, you got the American Hockey League that I know people look, oh, it's the minors, but there's a lot of players that are playing in the American Hockey League that play in the NHL given the right circumstances or even sometimes the depth of roster that some teams have. So it's a big jump. But those are the two guys, I think, in the next, oh, 16 to 24 months will make some kind of an impact on this Blues roster. Uh, Rivs, one more quick thing. You were on the ice doing some coaching this morning, correct? Yeah, Synergy Hockey has some holiday camps going on here. We got today, tomorrow, and the 29th as well. And we're out there having some fun. Kids are breaking in new gear. Santa Claus brought skates for a lot of kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's always fun to get the kids on the ice and see them smiling and talking about blues hockey. All that good stuff. Okay, so so Coach Rivs, I, I don't know if you saw this Facebook post, but here are the uh, the coaches of the Blues under Doug Armstrong. Gray-haired Andy Murray, bald Davis Payne. Gray-haired Ken Hitchcock, bald Mike Yo. Gray-haired Craig Berube, bald Drew Bannister. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, Too Coach cheap. Rivs has gray hair. Randy, no. I was going to say, I kind of, I fit the profile, eh? Doug, I'm available. <laughs> there we go. I'm just throwing it out there. So, if offered, you would accept. 
only head coach job, and it had to be a 10-year guarantee. I want a little bit of <laughs> ten-year guarantee. I want a little stability in my life. You might lose some hair by the end of it, Jamie. I don't know. <laughs> you, uh, you know what? Can't afford to lose much more, that's for sure, bro. That's right. But, uh, yeah, then you'll end no, up being the, the guy after the next guy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now, coaching, coaching has been a thought. I, I, I have been offered jobs in the past, not head coaching jobs, but – Randy, you know as well as anybody does, if you Google me. I moved around a lot yeah. as a player, and I do not want that post-career. No. I just can't. With the kids and everything, I'm not doing the three years here, then fired, two years mm-hmm. here, then fired. Not doing that. I'd rather just go to 101 every day and hang out with you guys. Uh, we love you, brother. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll be tuned in tonight for the Blues and the Stars. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great one. And you can count on the carrot cake. Thank you very much. You got it, man. <laughs> uh, Jamie Rivers with us on 101 ESPN.